0: Thanks to Health IQ for supporting MarketFoolery, Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com slash fool to take the proprietary Health IQ quiz and potentially save up to 41% on premiums. And thanks to Quip for supporting Market Foolery. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25.00. And if you go to getquip.com/fool right now, you'll get your first refill free. It's Tuesday, November 26th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and I am joined in studio by Motley Fool analyst Emily Flippin and Ron Gross. How are we doing? Happy early Thanksgiving! Hey, Happy Thanksgiving, Matt,
1: getting, getting excited
0: for the big day. The big day. Are you doing cooking? You're a cook, Ron. I'm cooking You've got up a skills. storm. Nice. And Emily, how about you? Oh, I'm in eating. OK, good. You're, OK, I like that. Yeah, I'm more in the eating camp as opposed to the cooking camp.
2: Oh, yeah, me too. That's I'm good. much better eater than I am cooker.
0: You know, you need some of both, I right? Can, yeah, I'm good at both. <laughs> well, Well, on today's show, we're going to talk some Alibaba, some Dollar Tree, and some CVS. But we begin with a good day for Best Buy. Shares of Best Buy up 8% at the time of our taping. The retailer really getting it done on earnings, Emily Flippin, Best Buy also raising guidance thanks to some optimism over the holiday quarter.
2: Yeah. Despite concerns from tariffs, it seems to be a good quarter for Best Buy, although good is relative. I think Best Buy is still in the minds of many considered one of those dying retailers. But they actually had pretty great same-store sales growth. It was 1.7% versus the expected 1.3%. So, the company is still growing. Admittedly, that's significantly lower than where it was last year. Last year was just an outstanding year for Best Buy. The company is still in the midst of taking customers from Amazon that had to move to purchasing their electronics online by really leaning into the the value of having a showroom where customers can come in and see the things that they actually want to purchase. So, Best Buy has done a great job turning itself around. This is just another good quarter in their pocket.
1: Yeah, I would I would like to apologize to Best Buy on behalf of myself and many other analysts in this building who didn't think this they would get it done. Um, we we kind of left them for dead, I think, in, in a lot of ways um, back a couple of years ago. And kudos to them for really turning it around, re merchandising, putting more service uh, services into their into their mix. Uh, and and they've done a wonderful job. You know, it's, this isn't over yet. It's uh, retail is, is is a is a fickle beast, and and this these things go up and down, but. For for now, they've done a really nice job.
0: And when you look at the stock shares of Best Buy, have nearly doubled over the last five years. So, what about the stock going forward?
2: Yeah, I actually sold off my shares about a year and a half ago, and I don't think the stock's moved much since then. But hindsight being twenty twenty, we're really never good at selling. I think Best Buy, when you think about traditional retailers, is actually probably one of the better positioned traditional retailers. Ron mentioned they have a really strong services business, and that might not mean much to people. Maybe it means Geek Squad, but that's still only a small part of it. I think their in home advisor system is really interesting. It's for free. They'll send someone out to your home, they'll look, be like, oh, you need this refrigerator, you need you know, this system, this is what would fit in your house, and they'll do it for free. And and a lot of people are still confused when they make purchases. And I think there's value that Best Buy can still continue to provide. Now, I do think there are probably better places to put your money, just in terms of growth potential. Best Buy, like Ron mentioned, again, is still a retail business, which is really fickle. But I do think it's a good business for the work that they're doing.
1: Well, I got to mention one thing, which I've never seen before. I think in all my years of reading press releases, this was the title of Best Buy's press release. Best Buy reports better than expected third quarter results. I've never seen a company call out their own beating of expectations. I saw that too. Usually, that's an analyst or a news organization. Yeah, I like that, they called it right out, right in the title. I kind of
2: dislike that. Yeah,
0: I don't like that yeah. at all. No, I'm going to start using that. Like you know, Matt Greer <laughs> declares better expected, better than expected. Um, that that's yeah that's yeah, a little, really interesting yeah d- no we get to decide that right you don't yeah. they don't get to decide <laughs> that
2: right I, I feel like all companies now should just start saying that in their press releases even if it was maybe worse than what analysts were expecting. <laughs> oh, I, I mean better than, better than expected move, right? right yeah, yeah. exactly hey, <laughs> hey they
0: said it well um, you mentioned fickle retail a rough day for Dollar Tree um, shares of the budget retailer down fifteen percent on earnings. Dollar Tree also lowering its outlook. Now, Ron, they cited tariffs on Chinese imports. They also pointed to higher wages in their distribution centers, higher sales of lower-margin items, and and we were talking about this before, a global helium shortage.
1: Well, you don't hear about that very often, except actually, we did, we did talk about it when we talked about Party City. Um, earlier this year, uh, yeah, you know, in, until this, the the company was having a fine year. Stock was probably up around twenty percent, um, and even after the sell off, we're still in positive territory, but barely. Twenty nineteen has been kind of a year of transition for them. They're working through renovating all their family dollar stores. They consolidated two support centers in Virginia. You mentioned they've had to fight through this global helium shortage, which who knew? Um, and and tariffs are, are taking uh, a kind of a whack out of profitability. Sales were were still positive, up almost four percent. Same store sales up two and a half percent. You know that's fine, but you know you did see gross margins narrowing a bit due to higher freight, distribution costs, lower margins, um, mostly at Family Dollar, and and that kind of took a bite out of profitability. You you saw earnings per share fall 8%. And then on top of that, you saw them having to lower guidance, because they really do think tariffs are going to have quite an impact here, to the tune of about $0.06 per share in the fourth quarter. I think that's mostly what folks are focusing on when we see the stock selling off, is that lowered guidance and the fear of tariffs.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, because Family Dollar has always dragged them down a little bit. And that was, I believe, an acquisition that they made a while back, and it was a pretty poor one. I think, in their minds, they were thinking about acquiring what was essentially a Higher cost grocer aimed at lower income communities. So the Family Dollar stores are put in places where there's maybe a lack of a Walmart, a Target, a Giant. I'm not sure what local grocers people have across the country, but whatever your local grocer is, um, when there's a lack of those, they put in a Family Dollar. It sells all your necessities. It actually ends up being more expensive for the consumers. But I did think it was interesting that that business seems to just be kind of flailing for them. Um, I'm not terribly surprised by it, but I am surprised. The fact that they thought tariffs were going to hit them this much, especially because we just talked about Best Buy. And you would think tariffs would have a much larger impact on a business like Best Buy. And while they do think tariffs are going to have some impact, it was clearly not enough to hit their bottom line.
1: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what Dollar General, which is actually crushing it, says about tariffs. They don't report to early December. I want to say December 5th. We'll keep an eye on that.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Dollar General, I was I was doing some research. I did some research. Wow. From, yeah. <laughs> and, and you I didn't at, know we were supposed <laughs> to do research. all you know, fancy pants here. And you look at Dollar Tree and Dollar General over the last five years. Dollar Tree stock up around thirty five percent. Dollar General has more than doubled. So, not all budget retailers are the same.
1: No, for sure. Dollar General is is, is better run. They don't have this kind of anchor of family dollars, Emily said. That's kind of been dragging Dollar Tree down for quite some time now. Um, dollar General, definitely the better of the two companies.
0: Okay, well, Emily, it was a party for Alibaba, and they didn't need helium <laughs> filled balloons. Big debut on the Hong Kong market, shares of the Chinese e commerce giant up around 7%. Now, Alibaba, also, of course, already trading on U.S. markets. Shares really not doing a whole lot on the U.S. markets today.
2: No, and they honestly probably could have afforded the expensive helium, given the fact that they just <laughs> raised around $10 billion on the Hong Kong markets. For U.S. investors, it really doesn't mean very much. Like you mentioned, the U.S. stock really hasn't moved. And while there is some shareholder dilution by the issue of new shares in Hong Kong, 1 ADR here in the U.S. is equal to about eight Hong Kong shares. So, that's why that dilution maybe isn't as great as people might expect, it I think it's estimated to be around three percent right now. So really, not a big deal for U.S. based shareholders, but it's a huge deal for Alibaba. It's a huge deal for the global markets. Um, it's. Interesting, because we have a lot of geopolitical concerns around China right now, but the fact that Alibaba was China's largest company and chose to be listed five years ago in the U.S., it was a testament to the strength of the U.S. financial markets, but now that they're moving to Hong Kong as well, um, I think it's a testament to the fact that they see a lot of political risk here in the U.S. to being listed in the U.S., being a foreign listed company, specifically a Chinese listed company in a foreign country where we see a lot of legislation, whether it passes or not, you know, who knows. Right. But a legislation that's aimed at at these companies. So, I think it's a political move. I think they're trying to give access to Chinese shareholders as well. Um something that I think is Little known and it's still really developing is the idea, or it's a Chinese um, initiative called Stock Connect. Oh. So it's connecting the Shanghai Stock Exchange, the Shenzhen Stock Exchange, and the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Interesting. So essentially, if they are an approved company under Stock Connect, Chinese consumers could buy shares of Alibaba. Some examples of companies that are under Stock Connect right now include uh, Meituan Tuan Diemping. And Xiaomi. So Meituan Dianping being the internet service provider. It's hard to explain in one sentence, but they do a little <laughs> bit of everything. Okay. And, and Xiaomi being the phone producer. So anyway, it's an exciting day for Alibaba as a company. U.S.
0: shareholders won't see much movement. Okay. Well, before we get to our next story, I want to say thanks to Health IQ. Average eight hours of sleep per night. Check. Eat a quality plant-based diet. Check. Exercise four or more times per week. Check. Basically, you're doing everything right to ensure you live a long life. Isn't it time for you to be financially rewarded for your commitment to a healthy lifestyle? If you're a runner or a cyclist, or you're into CrossFit or another type of athlete, even a committed weekend warrior, if you're a vegetarian or vegan, then you deserve to be rewarded for your hard work with more affordable life insurance rates. Health IQ can save you up to 41%. Because physically active people have a significantly lower risk for heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com/fool to take the proprietary Health IQ quiz. Depending upon your score as well as other related qualifying factors, you can save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. That's healthiq.com/fool. And I want to say thanks to Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly. Quip makes that simple. Their electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months with free shipping. Now Emily and Ron, our colleagues here talking about how much they love Quip. They love the toothbrushes, the toothbrush, the toothpaste, And they mentioned that Quip is great for travel, very portable. It's good stuff. People like it. Good stuff. So, join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash fool right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash fool, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash fool. Quip, the good habits company. And Our final story, Ron, this is one that may be near and dear to your heart because <laughs> of your previous life. Activist investor Starboard Value has taken a stake in CVS Health. And Ron, I wanted to talk about this story because, well, we don't talk about CVS a lot. And in your previous life on Wall Street, you worked with the guys who started Starboard. Now, Starboard is an activist investor, and they've gotten a lot of attention for some of their successes with Darden Restaurants, the parent company of Olive Garden. What do you make of Starboard and CVS? Starboard has
1: done a really good job over the years, whether it's Papa John's or getting involved in Staples and Office Depot, or even had a hand in the recent StubHub divestiture from eBay, along with Elliott Management. I did many deals with them back in the early 2000s. Really smart guys, thoughtful guys, um, and and. They get the job done. They know what they're doing. CVS is interesting, because it's such a huge company, $99 billion, so they'll obviously only take a small stake, one would think. And it remains to be seen what they want to get done here, what what their activist stance will be. Ever since CVS acquired Aetna, probably about a year ago, a $70 billion transaction, I want to say, things have been kind of shaky up and down. The pharmacy benefits business, the long-term care business have been shaky. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they push for. Because of that acquisition, I think the board now stands at 16 members, which is pretty unwieldy. Maybe they'll fight for some governance changes here. Maybe they'll fight for some changes to some of the businesses, whether it's to expand some or pull back on others. It'll be interesting to wait and see, because these guys are pretty smart and they do have a nice long-term track record.
2: Sixteen members. It's like a Thanksgiving party, right? Like when you get the board together. Gosh, what are they doing there? Better be a turkey. That's all I'm saying. If I'm on that board, I want a turkey. Um, Yeah, no, I was actually a little surprised to see this because CVS, while it hasn't been the best investment, and I think it probably qualifies as one of those declining retailers, they've actually been a little bit more innovative. I think they have a little bit more staying power than maybe a company that would warrant a lot of, you know, activist investor efforts. Uh, They've made. Yeah, an expensive acquisition. They're still paying that down. They have a lot of debt. So maybe, you know, Starwoods looking to yeah, improve corporate governance, improve financial management, but I actually think CVS in general is is Fine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, it was it, better than Walgreens. Yeah, It's
2: better than Walgreens. The bar's low.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I love when Starbird goes in. We mentioned Darden and Olive Garden earlier. When they went in um, and and took a stake in Darden restaurants, one of the recommendations to Olive Garden was basically back off on the breadsticks. So Ron, <laughs> when they get involved, they get involved.
1: And they said you have to stop salting the water because it was lowering the the life of the pots and the pans because the salt was, I guess. Corrosive, yeah. so they, they get really granular. They don't always do that. We we actually made a little bit of fun of them back from, from in those days from those suggestions. But the breadsticks is a good is a you have a good point. I mean there there was a lot of waste there, um, and and they're pretty good at looking at businesses without emotion because they're outsiders and giving suggestions to management about what can be approved on. And sometimes they feel the need to, to get board seats and 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 you know. Get things done from the inside when their suggestions are not necessarily taken by management from the outside. And
0: Ron, I mean, telling Olive Garden to back off on the breadsticks, basically. I mean, don't you think that saved Olive Garden a bunch of dough?
1: <laughs> I'm
2: not are gonna... you the only one who thinks this is unacceptable. What you're gonna you're gonna say? Why am I going to Olive Garden if I can't get unlimited breadsticks?
0: This isn't true. You missed my whole dough joke.
2: Oh, <laughs> Right over <laughs> my head. <laughs>
0: that, How? I'm sorry, but that joke's not going to make oh. itself. I mean, someone had to make it. OK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's, she always misses I know. I, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's focused on being an analyst. That's not true. being yeah, an Analyzing breadsticks. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I feel bad, but I also feel like it, someone had to say it. But keep
1: an eye on this one. Starboard knows what they're doing. <laughs> and uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what suggestions they make.
0: OK, let's move on. We've got the desert island question. Let's wrap wrap up with, you're on a desert island, and for the next five years, you can only own one of these stocks. you going with Best Buy, Dollar Tree, Alibaba, or CVS. Wow.
1: By process of elimination, I'm going to say Alibaba.
2: Wait, Olive Garden not an option?
1: No. no, no uh, Darden. Okay, we yeah. can throw Darden in there, yeah. if you want Darden. <laughs> Any company we mentioned is on the list now? Yeah, I don't know. That's not I how don't this know. game is I played. Know.
0: I don't know.
2: No, the answer is the same regardless. Alibaba.
0: Alibaba, yeah. OK. There you go. Well, as always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Emily and Ron, thanks for joining me. A happy, happy Thanksgiving. We have Plenty to be thankful for.
1: You too, Mac. Thanks for having us.
0: And that's it for this edition of Market Forery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.